Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Charity Stripe Commentary, part of the Hoop Social Podcast Network. And I am your host for the first live YouTube show on Hoop Social, uh, Trey Hill, and joined today by my co-host, who, as of about 10 minutes ago, will once again be meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals. I've got Caleb representing the Boston Celtics, and I've got Marcus with the Miami Heat. Marcus, let's start with you because once Caleb gets going, he's not going to stop for like five, ten minutes. He's just going to go. So how are you doing, sir? I'm doing really good. Caleb, we got to stop meeting like this. Like, we literally got to stop meeting like this. This is not fun anymore. At this point, it's almost like we run our league, run our respective topics or something like that. So, Caleb, how are you feeling? I mean, I don't think ecstatic would even begin to touch how I'm feeling right now. Like, I am beside myself. Like, unbelievable performance. Like, honestly, if I do start, I'm just going to continue to ramble. But, like, I'm just so impressed with the performance they put on today. Tatum was obviously unbelievable. Horford's uh, defense on Embiid was next level. Just a great performance from the team. They responded when it was needed, and I couldn't be happier right now. I'm super happy. I noticed it seems like the game, the the Sixers were actually up. And I, I was a little worried there because I thought the Celtics would get off to like a better start because of the crowd and everything. But. They just they, – they made shots, they chipped away, and then Tatum started isolating Embiid. He started getting him out on the perimeter there in the third quarter, and he just – they just cooked time and time again. And it went from – what do you say it was, 55-55? Yeah. 58-80? Yeah. It, they went on a 25-3 to run from that point. And, and I feel like Tatum – like, I, I know Tatum was – the catalyst on the offensive end, but what what was it on the defensive end you noticed? Um, Al Horford's defense on Joel Embiid was just next level. Like, he wouldn't let him get to his spots. Anything, even when he did get to his spots, everything was heavily contested. Like, he just made either Embiid get rid of the ball or take a completely contested shot, and he was just absolutely phenomenal on the defensive end tonight. All right, do you have any more Tatum love that you want to get out into the world before we actually dive into what comes next? I just – what a performance. After he was – he had uh, started the last few games really bad in the first halves, like just completely miserable. To come out and put up the most points ever in a game seven, it just – it was very impressive. Just great performance from Tatum. You said he Happy had no to him respond once again. Correct. What's up? Didn't you say he had zero turnovers? Yeah, it was the most points in playoff history without a turnover as well. He had 51, 13, 5, and 2. Like, just incredible for performance. Both ends of the floor, he was just unbelievable. (laughs) And his reward is a rested Jimmy Butler and Miami Heat team that was a one three-point shot away from, you know, taking this team out before. So... Going into this, I know Miami is an eight seed, but they were the seventh best team in the East. They would have been sixth if Durant had been traded earlier. So they're definitely not your typical eight, you know, eight contender. Um, for me, 
I just I can't believe we're here, but I'm so excited that we that I, as someone who is not a fan of either team, we get to watch. Uh, I get to watch this again. But you guys have been through this time and again. Caleb, or actually Marcus, since Caleb's been talking, I'll start with you. In terms of the offensive end, what is it you think where is it you think you'll be able to be successful on the offensive end and be able to get some points on the Celtics defense that is shown to be uh, dominant whenever they want to be? Um Number one, I want to steal your, uh, an idea that you brought up that Jimmy Butler is going to be rested, that his um, his swelling should go down a little bit. So he'll be really reinvigorated. That's going to be number one. Number two, definitely having them engaged every single game is going to be the catalyst. As we saw what happened in the, um, the closeout game that uh, against the Knicks, that when Bams are firing on all pistons. He is the top five center in this league. He is a defensive juggernaut and that he is quite effective in the pick and roll. I also see that having Caleb Marlin, Caleb Martin or Max Strews being essential, that our team is kind of really good at taking unknown quantities and making them play off ready just due to our conditioning and our culture. So having that against I'm not saying Boston's perimeter is lackluster, but having but going against there with a more of a youth-minded backcourt, I think would really help out super well. So again, I hate out of all the teams, you and I were talking. You're like, I'd rather you're like, I'm sure you'd rather face Philly, but I'd rather face Philly than face the Celtics for the third time. We go through this back and forth. Like, I'm sure he's sick and tired of playing my team just as much as I'm sick and tired of playing his team because we all know this is going to be a dog fight. Oh, yeah, like nothing's given. All right, Caleb, where, where are the Celtics going to be able to, to get something done against a heat defense that like they play, they play a lot of zone now when they need to, which I think, I think that's going to be big for against the Celtics because the Celtics for as good as they are, it's that lack of elite playmaking. They, if, if Miami can, can overhelp and recover, and Boston can't make them play by whipping the ball around. I think Miami can steal a game or even two just from just from making them so uncomfortable. So, what is it? Where do you think Boston can succeed? And are you as worried about that as I am? I'm not quite as worried about that as you are. I am slightly worried just because I know Miami is going to throw everything in the playbook out. Like Spolstra is going to have them ready for any possible scenario. They're going to they'll be prepared. There's no. There's no way that Miami comes into any of these games not ready for any possible situation. That's just what they do. My, um, like honestly, my biggest matchup that I really want to see is um, if Al Horford this series was he couldn't buy a bucket from three. He couldn't hit anything. And I'm wondering if in like game one, if he gets off to a fast start, if that makes uh, Bam come out to the perimeter to guard him. And I'm just wondering how Miami's rim protection is going to be at that point for everybody else. If Horford's knocking down threes from the outside, like I'm just, I think that's a big key in the series because like what, like Marcus was saying, Bam is an all world defender. Like Bam's incredible. And I feel like him Horford having to bring him out there on the perimeter is Boston's best chance to score down low on Miami. And I'm, I'm just curious to see how that matchup goes. So do you expect Missoula to go back to the single big Al Horford starting lineup and then have Robert Williams come off the bench? Or do you think Robert Williams – because I feel like if 
Williams is out there, they can just put Bam on Robert Williams, and he won't have to ever go out outside of the paint. I honestly, I, I, I think after watching how well they played with the two big lineups in these last two games, I think he's going to start out with it and just see where they go from there. Like, I, I just think the results they got whenever those two were on the floor together, I, I, I think you have to go back to it until it's proven differently. Right. And I think that's good. Um, I think having a person on there that's no matter what has a lock, who's a lockdown uh, defender in the perimeter is good because Kevin Love's also been a lot bigger for my team than I would have given him credit for initially when you told me at the trade deadline. So if you're able to have someone who can guard him on the stretch and also have someone who's able to cover their interior to piggyback off what Caleb said is really what's going to like be a pivotal change in the in the series. Dre's absolutely right, though. Jimmy Butler is coming from blood, though. It is, it, for the third year, this is the trilogy. At this one, it's personal. You're muted, buddy. Hey, hit your button. Can't hear you. I do that every time. I'm I'm confident in the Celtics to use their size because Tatum is huge. They've, like you said, I think they will use Time Lord, and I think they're going to be able to pull it out. But Miami just like like you guys have said, it's going to be such a dogfight that what I'm really looking for is, is if Miami can make them uncomfortable enough, can Boston? get their shit together. Like for lack, you know, for lack of a better word, can they get their shit together? Because they should have put Philly away in five games. Right, to be yep. like, yeah, to be fair, this series went a lot longer than it was supposed to go. Wait, the Celtics that's, that's what Boston around. does. That's what they've done the last two playoff runs. Like half these series have gone way longer than they should have. The Milwaukee series shouldn't have ever gone seven games last year. Like the Atlanta series shouldn't have gone six games. Boston just has these games where they shoot themselves in the foot and just play what I've deemed CTE basketball, and it's just like it's it, they do it every they every series they have at least one game like that, and against Miami they'll probably have two if not three of them. Like that's what uh, Miami is such a bad matchup for Boston because when Boston struggles, it's because they're turning the ball over, and Miami is fantastic at making you turn the ball over because they make you uncomfortable. Like this is the last team I wanted to see in the playoffs. I've said that multiple times. Because they just they're so well coached and they're prepared for everything. Like this is year in, year out. Like I, I've already said my concerns with the Celtics, and I think the Heat are going to be able to capitalize. Marcus, I guess my big concerns with the Miami offense. I think Butler can score on anyone on the Celtics. I think he's just he's got the body type that I don't think the Celtics have someone that can really really stop him. But other than that, I wonder if they can continue to shoot lights out from three like they have with the Celtics having such a good defense at recovering and contesting those shots. If Miami can knock down threes, you know, at, a, at you know, the fourth best team in the league kind of clip, then it's going, you know, it's going to be a really long series. But if the Celtics can hold them outside, then I think the Celtics will have a shorter one. How confident are you in the Heat to be able to knock down those outside shots? I will say more so than I was at the beginning at at the beginning of the postseason. And unfortunately, I think that has to be has to do with Tyler 
Shakiro being injured. I've seen the ball move of this team get exceptionally a lot better. A lot better. Players have been a lot more in rhythm. People have been more having more touches <laughs> without him, unfortunately. <laughs> Which it really pains me to say it, but I. But it's, it's we, funny you mentioned that though, because it's a great transition. Because I was going to bring up Tyler Hero as is it a defensive strength that he's not playing? But it, it might be a defensive and an offensive strength that he's not playing. It's just one of those things that, like, you love to have him, but you. But do you? You you really love to have him, but at the same time, we 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 have both seen the product that, that he had been putting out with and without Tyler Hero, and it's been completely night and day. I have been, been the highest on my team this season, as we've all have known. But I will say that this playoff run, they've been motivated. And yeah, they might have their lapses and runs in this game, but they've been really efficient to close out games and close out series. So I, I will say about Tyler Hero, uh, with him not being there on offense, his usage is gone. So Jimmy can take over because it's playoff time. And he's getting these guys open looks. So it's not like the offensive usage is going – it's less effective. Right. And but on defense, like, you don't have to cover for him. I, I right. feel like it's just a win-win for the playoffs. If this was the regular season, I, I don't right. think it's as successful. Oh, absolutely. And that's one thing that we've always had the issue with Tyler Hero is that he, his ball movement isn't competent. I would even say stellar. So, and that's an issue that why that really differs him from being a starting player and being a really good six-man player. And that's one thing that we're hoping that he develops with. But at this point, I'm just right in the hot end. And I'm, I can't not say that it's not going to work because it's been working this entire playoff series. So that's where I stand with it. Like I said, I'm having my teams here, but it's not the end of the world that I didn't protect us getting this far. It's, it's like a, a lottery ticket you find on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, Caleb. How confident are you in your defense? I'm very confident. Um, I've honestly, I've been trying to get them to go back to the double big lineup for a while. Like, there's certain matchups where it's just super effective. Um, this was the same five-man unit that completely dominated the league for, like, two months last year. It got them to the finals last year. And Missoula, the whole season, had been uh, hesitant to run this lineup out there. I don't know if he was just saving it for a rainy day or... Honestly, the reasoning behind it, like I know Robert Williams had missed a lot of time with injury, but even since he's been back, like Missoula just he hadn't been a fan of running the lineup. And I'm honestly, I'm not sure why. Like I know he likes to take the certain number of threes a game, right? And I understand that, but like once again, like this was a unit that was just completely cooking the league for like two months at a historic rate. Like I, I just think that that's a that's a lineup that you, like, once again, until it proves you wrong, I think you should continue to go back to it. And I think he's going to do that. And with that unit out there, I'm just, there's not a weak point for you to attack. Like, it's just, it's so solid and well-rounded, no matter who you're going up against. I just, I'm very confident in their, in the defense. Able to. Right, I, got, I got Celtics in six. I think they close it out in, that'd be in Miami, right? I think they close it out in Miami. Um, how many games do you guys have this series going? The Lord says seven. The tradition says seven. <laughs> How many games you got, Caleb? 
I've got Celtics in six. Same as me. All right, I'm I'm good with that. I thought you were going to say seven too, and I was going to be the only one to pick it to not go seven and be on the island. But I'm happy to have you here with me. It's okay. I, I, like I said, I'm not even supposed to be here. So at this point, I can be as outlandish as I want to be. So do you have you have the Heat winning though, right, Marcus? You're, yeah, you're of course. Go ahead and your team, right? Any other team? I would say the other team. This team on pure on pure strength. Fuck that. <laughs> All right, I respect all right. so, it. I respect it. We've known for a minute, like a day or two now that the Nuggets and Lakers are going to meet again. So we've we've had a little bit of time to, to formulate our thoughts on it. And both teams are going to have plenty of time to rest up and get healthy. AD, he can get you know the wheelchair flown in so that way he's got it handy in case he gets bumped on the head again. And I, I'm really excited to see this, these two teams go at it again. They had an amazing series in the bubble. AD hit that unreal three to win. Uh, I think it was game two, but I'm not, I'm not positive. It was just – it was a great matchup, and then the Nuggets have been injured, and I, I want to see – I just – I want to see this. AD is playing at a top level, and – Marcus, where where is your excitement level for the Lakers and Nuggets? What like how are you feeling about this matchup coming up? Oh, oh, as a as a bronze as a bronze sectional, I'm happy to I'm uh, happy to be here. Like I said, I we we never thought the bubble was a fluke. Like us in our like universe, like I know that we all thought what we saw was actual just pure peak hooping. Right? You had no distractions. You didn't have to worry about any any um, time differences from traveling um, from across the coast or um, from across the coast or from different places. So seeing, seeing everything that we saw happen three years ago, it feels really satisfying just to watch. And also I think it's just a good matchup on both time on both sides. We get to see a really good offense, both against a really good defense. And again, I don't think Laker fans expected to be here. I didn't expect the Lakers to fucking be here. So, and I'm just happy for it. I just think it's a great matchup. Like, I just think it's well, really if, if you were in the Hoop Social Discord at the time, the day the trade happened, I said, if the Lakers are healthy, the Lakers and Nuggets are the two contenders in the Western Conference. And so I have been on this team since they made that trade. I think the roster is, is put together exceptionally well for being around LeBron. And they they turn chicken shit into chicken chicken salad. I think is what Brock Lesnar used to say. And uh, I've still got the Nuggets winning in five. I am so confident in Jokic, and not only Jokic, but all year we were worried about about their bench, what they were going to do, their backup bigs. Well, it turns out they were just saving Aaron Gordon and Jeff Green. They were saving their bodies so those two could be the bigs. And when Jokic isn't on the court, the Nuggets are better than when he is on the court these playoffs. And that's solely because they've leaned so hard into using those guys. But I think this shows, yeah, Jokic and the team, they might have not had the best regular season, but that's because they were preparing for this. And this is what matters, and that this is why you do that. As rested as everyone is, the Lakers are an older team. They're having to go into that altitude. I think the Nuggets are just going to run them ragged, and I, that's why I've got the Nuggets in five. I think they're going to dominate, and then I, whoever they end up facing in the finals, I've still got the Nuggets. I've got the Nuggets winning the finals too. So that's where I'm at with this series. Caleb, how are you feeling about this series? 
you know, like, initially, I really don't have a feel for the series. Like, I don't have a heavy lean one way or another. Like, if I had to go right now, I'm going to say Lakers and six. That's my initial feeling. I think that the Lakers are going to be able to slow down Denver's offense. Um, I just, I, I really like what the the roster that they put around LeBron and AD. AD's playing just like a, at an otherworldly level on the defense. And I think he's going to be able to do enough to slow down Jokic one-on-one. So it's not going to be as necessary to double. It's not going to be as easy for the shooters to get open. I just think... AD is going to give Jokic enough problems for the Lakers to win this series. Yeah, man, what the fuck? Whack as hell. Talking about a bronze sexual. Oh, bro. You, you already know what the fuck going on over here. I don't need to state what I feel because what I feel is already known. Lakers, Lakers in six. It's kind of crazy that me and Caleb are agreeing on something. This is so... Which means it's probably wrong if me and him are. Yo, honestly, I, I feel like we're actually in sync for once on this one. We might be. We might be some. Yeah, but I just believe in the bench mob. I just think that the Lakers bench mob has really come through and has exceeded the initial expectations that I've had for all of these pieces. I'm just riding the hot hand. Yeah, I, I, I think Mans. I think Mans is going to be in competition for his fifth ring. Oh, I, I, I just disagree, man. I think Jokic is is going to show everyone, you know, who hasn't gotten to see how good he is. I think he's going to get to be on that national stage, and he's going to get all the way to the finals. And you know what? I'm even going to say he's going to average a triple double doing it in five games. I am, I am confident in the Nuggets, and we haven't talked to Sean yet, but I really hope that he is at least on my side. Um, I would like it noted that I did pick a Nuggets Celtics finals before the season started. So if the Nuggets wind up winning, I'm not going to be pick, mad. How are you picking against? Like how how are you going to get all the way to the conference finals? Have your preseason pick right there, and then just be like, nope, don't think I'm going to do that. Because I want Celtics Lakers more than I want anything in this world. The Lord, right? You, you have you you really have been messaging me about this for like two months now. I'm ever, telling ever you, since I I told you the Lakers were contenders, it was plus forty nine hundred before the playoffs started. Why would I not be in? Like jumped out the window on that. Like that's where I'm at with it. Damn, damn. we should have bet, lads. But to be fair, I did not expect them trading that albatross of Russell Westbrook's contract into all of this. Like, like, who knew you could turn that contract into an asset? Hey, he made miracles happen. So, like, that's that's what it was. Um, all right, you guys got plugs again before we get out of here? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. We're not going to, uh, we're not going to pick the the finals until the finals are here, because you guys are going to be wrong. It's going to be the Nuggets, and. Five games. I'm telling you, five games. It's not even. They're not even gonna get to six. Trey, Trey. Um, when you're wrong, don't be surprised when I play that young boy left foot creep, right? <laughs> uh, when, I, when I'm wrong, I'll make sure to clip that part of me saying Nuggets and five, and we'll just have that as a drop <laughs> to make fun of me for it. But. But I'm in. I'm all in on the Nuggets, and that's where I'm at with it. Uh, Caleb, where can the people 
what are you doing these days? I don't even know what you're doing on social media. I left social media for the most part. Um, so now I'm just in the dark. Yeah, you can follow me on Facebook. I mean, that's literally the only thing I do anymore. I post some bullshit on there sometimes. But, yeah, just follow me on Facebook at Caleb Galleon. Marcus. Um, I just pay these, I just post cat memes and really hard techno music on Instagram. So if you like any of those things, you can follow me at No Chill Will. And I'm just going to plug the the Hoop Social YouTube page. If you haven't subscribed yet, you should if you're listening to this. And uh, that's about it. So thanks for listening to this edition of Charity Stripe Commentary, the first live show on the Hoop Social YouTube page. And have a good one.